0: Hi, you have a book that you brought. What is, oh yeah, what's going on?
1: So this is called the psychology book. Yeah. Big ideas simply explained, and it has um, a lot of philosophy, psychology, um, different uh, theories, I guess, by yeah. by all different authors, and um, just summarized nicely. Uh, and it gives a little bit of history about the the timeline, like before it as well and yeah. after. Like for example, uh, when you walked in, I was reading this Francis Galton, personality is composed of nature and nurture, mm-hmm. and uh, basically, like,
0: where did you? Uh, what compelled you like to get the book, or like did you? Were you at a store like Barnes and Noble, and you're like, oh, I just wanted to get it, or?
1: Um yeah, I was at Barnes and Noble, and um, so usually when I read, um, at least uh, in my past, I've always loved reading, uh, fictional stuff. Mm-hmm um science fiction um harry potter just novels stuff like that yeah and i've been trying lately to to read uh, more real world things okay not necessarily accounts but like um people's ideas just try to learn more i guess yeah um so this is one of the things that caught my eyes when i was doing that i got a couple other books as well but um this one i thought i could get cover a lot of ground with one book that makes sense Yeah, just get like a big intro kind of thing.
0: And then you were, I guess you were going to show me one part in the book?
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, this part, uh, personality is composed of nature and nurture. Mm -hmm. If you look at the chart here, it says nature, or you can, I'll let you read that.
0: All right, let's see. So it starts with personality is composed of elements from two different sources. There's nature, and there's nurture. So nature is what, is that which is inborn and inherited, and nurture is uh, nature is that which is experienced from birth onward. Okay. That makes sense.
1: So it, it goes on to, um, it goes on more about it to explain um, how your different circumstances, how your family, uh, he even uses the example of his own family, how he comes from a family of very talented individuals and intellectuals.
0: So that's more of nurture. Like he's, he picked that up through his family or?
1: Um, no, or- he, I believe he was actually saying that was nature, that it was genetic. Or he was saying that it could be genetic. Oh, okay. But um, what that actually made me think about was, um, you know, what's like in the headlines a lot today, like privilege, mm. whether it be privilege of whatever <laughs> um, type of people, whether it be race or yeah, um, w- whatever it is. But that, that's what it kind of made me think about. Um, just because it was, was his family line and he thought it was genetics, but it could very well be like like um you said right away that it would yeah. be nurture
0: yeah that that was like a, a just an instinct that came to my head like something that you know you pick up or you learn um, as you grow like because i think your environment um definitely shapes who you are and who you become but also it's like i think you do have the choice to choose what you surround yourself with also and so i think like free that's
1: will. i think that's something that's become a lot more apparent like in the last You know 100 or so years because you can see this was from um i mean his lifespan it was 1822 to 1911 yeah um i'm not sure i don't believe it says the exact year um where he came to that conclusion Mm -hmm. but maybe because of the way society is now today it just made it a lot more apparent that we see people um getting advantages and getting ahead because of their parents having money or having influence
0: yeah and then i also heard um where if you already like have all that stuff there's not much of a struggle so people uh find i don't know like they look for other stuff to struggle for if that makes sense like they go to like sports for a struggle or they go to i don't know anything to create that,
1: mm, know, that like struggle. an art to challenge them to, to or challenge themselves like yeah yeah that makes sense yeah i think everyone wants to be challenged
0: yeah But, um, first, like, I don't know, we met at work and then I don't know. So it's cool how like we came here together, you know, with blue and we're here at the studio and just like, this is just like the creative space to just, you know, to just create, which is, I think is really cool.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I never would have imagined it happening, but it turned out so awesome and it's been, it's been going great for me anyways. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and it's like uh, surrounding yourself with people like, like we brought up earlier that, you know, um, like having the uh, the choice to surround yourself with people that are, that want better and, you know, that are growing. And it's cool, like, just to surround yourself with those kind of people.
1: I think the cool thing is that um, we don't have all the same ideologies either. Between me, you, and Blue, we think a lot of different things and we think differently. But we respect each other's beliefs, and we can have long conversations and kind of learn from each other's perspectives. Or at least I've been able to do that. Yeah. So um, I think that's cool that we're all just open-minded enough to get along.
0: Yeah, and then like you, um, if you know, if we could all disagree, if we could all agree to disagree, like the world would be a better place. And I think um, just because somebody somebody doesn't agree with you, that doesn't have to. you don't have to, uh, like, they don't have to be your enemy, pretty much.
1: Yeah, I think it, it's okay, of course, in the moment to get emotional if someone disagrees with something that you feel strongly about, especially maybe it catches you off guard, someone that you know and you love, and then all of a sudden you find out, um, so to speak, that you're fighting on a, a different team. Yeah. Um, I think that can be really hard for some people, but I, I think at the same time they need to realize that
0: like we're all on the same team yeah
1: (laughs) all people are on the same team yeah or at least i think 99 percent of us are
0: (laughs) yeah so um what do you think about like this whole i think we were talking about at work the cabinets and stuff at wafer
1: oh um I don't know. I haven't done much more research um, than the last time that I I spoke with you. But I mean, it it was just yesterday. Yeah. But um, I definitely think that they have some explaining to do. Yeah. I think the explanation that was given was uh, inadequate, um, especially regarding the accusations. I think when, even if that accusation is false and ridiculous, I think um, things that are of that nature, of that, serious nature should be um treated more delicately yeah um, it shouldn't just be like oh that's ridiculous because it's a big business and it's a lot of people that feel that it it's not like um one of those conspiracies that it's like very far-fetched and not very um doesn't have a a wide group of support yeah i think this one caught a lot of people by surprise yeah so like
0: I, it, you know what's crazy too is i'm seeing more people post about this stuff i don't know why if it's because it's being brought to the surface or um people are just well i think it is just being being brought more to the surface like people are more aware of what's going on like as far as all that pedophilia shit and like corruption
1: yeah did you um do you watch andrew uh, schultz at all
0: yeah, I watched the recent one where he did uh <laughs> dude like that's crazy, his show? It's just like bars after bars, dude. Like it's yeah. it's a fast paced uh it's a fast paced comedy show.
1: Yeah, you saw like all the, the cabinet jokes and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I, I think that's really cool what he does. I think because it's not I think it's okay to have comedy. I feel like uh in this day and age a lot of people get really offended by jokes about things that are that serious. But i think at the same time he's informing a lot of people that otherwise would not have known yeah i think there's a lot of people that are not that they're not woke but they just they do their everyday life go about it and they don't maybe watch the news because they don't know because the news is so divided yeah Uh, they don't know which outlet to trust Um, yeah they just get social media stuff like that yeah and then some people just assume that everything on social media is fake or a conspiracy and some people believe everything. Yeah. So,
0: um, yeah, it's cool. Like how social media, like open the doors for so many people like to speak their truth. And it's just finding the reputable ones that, you know, that you can sort of not put your full trust in, but I guess people that are reputable and, you know, obviously do your own research and find out the truth for yourself
1: yeah like they say uh take everything with a grain of salt
0: yeah yeah exactly um and then like kind of i guess switching gears because i want to enter like i want to i like entering your mind okay so like i want to see how like for music like how did music start for you
1: Mm.
0: hey the stock market (laughs) (laughs) it's one yeah all right
1: that's the stock alert yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's cool um music um i just you know i wasn't even really into music a lot as a kid i know that sounds weird everyone like had ipods and had their favorite songs and memorized songs and uh i I never really did that i got an ipod when i was 10 or 11 and i learned a few like select songs but i didn't have money to like buy songs on itunes what songs were those um, Do you remember? I had Soldier Boy Tell Him, hey! like one of his, <laughs> one of his uh, albums, Yeah. the one with rubber bands, with um, Kiss Me Through the Phone, Kiss Me Through the Phone, like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had Kanye West, um, Graduation. Okay. Um, that might be it for albums and like a couple singles here and there. Yeah. And it was like just whatever I heard at the time that I liked.
0: You ever had like Lime Wire and like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um a little bit like my friends were into it yeah, yeah. i didn't really like use computers or anything like it at that time oh okay um so no nah, not really um so music wasn't like a huge part of my life um as i got older and started uh partaking in cannabis mm-hmm. i had a lot of friends that would um they would like to freestyle like play uh instrumentals and just rap over them and stuff like that and that's how i got into it yeah and, I enjoyed it, and then eventually was invited to the studio, and um, after that, I just never stopped. I started, you know, really enjoying it.
0: That's cool, dude. Yeah. And, uh, like, I don't know, from what I, like, from what we talked about, like, the music that you like to make, obviously it's not just one thing, but it's many things, but one of the things is that you like to tell stories, and you like to just, I guess, tell like real shit like that you've been through or um yeah i think that's really cool
1: thank you yeah 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 um i try to keep at least part of my music um storytelling with you know um whether it be a sad story that i've had to overcome and it just helps me vent to get it out there yeah and it's something that maybe i would never perform but just making the song kind of helps yeah so uh that's a lot of the reason that i write things like that
0: okay i guess like for me what uh i started rapping shout out to the homie david Galaviz. um we started i think this was sixth grade um we put on ti's uh what's that song by ti it was like a very famous song um
1: he, he, has, he has a lot of hits he's gonna get mad it, that you're insinuating he only has one
0: no no no. but like there was one prominent one that whatever sticks you like out yeah yeah okay exactly you know (laughs) so like whatever you like uh we put on the instrumental and then we we just started freestyling out of nowhere and then um like we had a razor phone that we recorded off of yeah (laughs) and we just press record and then started freestyling and then um like that's where it started and then uh yeah and then i guess music for me has been a big part of my life too because um i grew up with um one of my homies brothers eddie and he would always, like, talk about music, like Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess gr- growing up listening to Kid Cudi too was a big part of my life. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he's, he speaks. I don't know. I just, like, learned a lot from him. And I kind of related to him also.
1: Are there any artists that uh, you found out about, like, years? Uh, say you find an album and it's, like, five years old. But you're like, oh, man, this is really cool. And then you get all into the artist, like, all late?
0: Uh. Mm, like five years old wait what do you mean
1: like um for me i got really into kid cudi but like when i was like 20 maybe, oh okay i was like uh, his, a lot of his songs that i liked had been out for a long time oh okay. but i just found out about him like super late and, oh. like, all my friends were like yeah you didn't know about kid cudi oh i was like no like i just i had my own weird style of music
0: yeah yeah <laughs> no like nothing that's nothing that stands out to me but I did have an, a weird style of music too—not weird, but I guess my own style of music. Uh, most people were listening to hip hop. Obviously, um, I would listen to um, like metal because my dad would play metal, like System of a Down or yeah, um, like Sublime, like just re- like reggae, Bob Marley.
1: That's like, a that's very like Ventura. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I feel yeah. Like that's the big one of the big differences between uh, Oxnard and Ventura, and obviously it's like kind of generalizing, but. There's a lot of, like, metal and punk rock fans, like, of that type of stuff um, in Ventura, whereas Oxnard is more based in hip-hop.
0: That that does make sense, because, well, relating to that, because my dad, I guess he grew up in Ventura, mm. so, like, that there makes sense. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, and obviously, like, hip-hop's dope, too. Like, I love hip-hop. Yeah. But, I don't know. So what what inspires you to like, I don't know if, do you have any like inspirations, not even just music, like, uh, art or like books or, um,
1: um, yeah, uh, people inspire me. I have a couple of friends that inspire me. You inspire me, um, in regards to like wanting to read more and learn more because it's something that I see you like making a conscious effort to do. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I get inspired by music but um not necessarily by specific artists because i don't follow like the people really closely but i listen to the lyrics a lot Mm -hmm. and you can be inspired by what they're talking about um so yeah i draw inspiration from that um there's not else much else i guess uh a lot of the stuff i just a lot of my ideas i come up with on my own that makes and sense. I'm sure it's inspired by everything around me, but um, a lot of it doesn't draw from a specific thing. Like, oh, yeah, I, like you I can watched this movie, it. and then it made me, like, want to do this. Okay. A lot of it's just I see other people doing stuff, and, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to start doing that, but not, like, a specific thing, you know? Oh, okay. At least um, that I can draw to memory.
2: Yeah. That's
0: tight. And, like, and I don't know. Are there any, like, Books other than the psychology book that you're reading or just um we're jumping around but
1: <laughs> yeah um i'm like just diving like skimming into a lot of different books that other book that i spoke to you previously about too um the seven I'm Habits. Gonna, i'm gonna butcher the name but yeah i just call it seven habits of
0: highly successful people i, I think that's i it. believe that's it yeah i don't know the, the author but um you i remember you telling me about it yeah yeah
1: um I try to draw a lot from that book as well but um, that's something that it takes a lot of time to really apply it to your life yeah it's not something that you can just read and like oh that was cool uh, I'm gonna try and do that you have to like implement chapter it in by your chapter and like really review and take notes and make sure that you're a, that like all of the steps go together yeah so
0: like it, it kind of like repetition also and and implementing it you know as a lifestyle
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to work more also on uh, writing. Oh, okay. Uh, not lyrics or anything, but just writing about how my day is going, kind of journaling. Oh, okay. Uh, manifestation through writing. Not that that makes it happen, but just reminding myself like of my goals. Yeah. Um, to keep myself on track, keep myself, make sure that I'm reading every day, make sure that I'm writing every day, uh, make sure that I'm drinking enough water just things that fall through the cracks when you have a busy life.
0: Okay, so like just having clear goals um, and setting, like writing them down so that you know where your goal is so that you're not um, going like kind of blind, not blind, but like you have clear goals that you want.
1: I'm definitely a planner. I like to plan everything out ahead of time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Like that's one thing that I've learned uh, reading Arnold Schwarzenegger's book is that like whatever goal that he set he like even said like have a clear defined goal of where you want to be so mm-hmm. like he had a goal of uh making a million dollars in real estate first and he, he did that and then obviously yeah. bodybuilding he had that goal um movies he had that goal fucking um, being the governor of california <laughs> <laughs> dude like that shit's crazy
1: marrying a kennedy
0: yeah marrying a kennedy <laughs> <laughs> So, like, that's what I love doing too is learning from people that are, um, that have, quote unquote, like, have been successful and then just implementing those ideas into my own life and then taking what I like and then, you know, taking the gold, I guess, from.
1: Yeah. Um, back to inspiration. Uh, I draw a lot of inspiration from uh, Russ's book as well. Oh, yeah. Um, partially because I don't really agree with all of his ideas in the book um i under just because i'm, I'm a realist myself um, very rational thinker um and he kind of teaches to have like a delusional sense of confidence yeah and that's not something that maybe i'm able to if i really worked at it but it's not something like a trait that i value or, mm. or care to have yeah um because i like to be realistic and i i like to I, ha- I think I have enough confidence, um, but it, his book kind of taught me that maybe I could have a little bit more to find more of a balance in between where I am and where he is. Yeah. Um, because I, I think I was a little bit set in my ways of being overly rational where it maybe prevented me from taking some chances mm-hmm. because um, I was breaking everything down too thoroughly. Yeah. And um, And then just getting
0: getting stuck in your way and um overthinking stuff if that right
1: yeah even like uh say like in regards to music if someone offered me a performance um i might start breaking it down by well how much money am i going to make not uh generally uh people at my status don't get paid for performances yeah if anything for a good performance you have to pay yeah yeah. but um i would get offered a slot and i'd start thinking well can i set up a booth am i going to be able to make money off of it and thinking like on the business side where you don't think about how much of a good time you're gonna have
2: oh okay and yeah.
1: about how you're gonna make fans because you're gonna really kill it on stage
0: that and connect with people yeah like the uh, definitely i think there is a balance
1: the connections are huge that's yeah. one of the biggest things i've made so many connections through shows um solid connections where we've worked together um plan to work in the future people that have helped me promote things um just so many opportunities that i've gotten from being more open-minded but i I guess i i attribute that to to russ's ideology because i had to have the confidence that i would kill it and it i had to reassess my thinking and like realize how big um performing is yeah uh just in general like how important it is how well rehearsed you have to have everything yeah when i went up on uh the radio station i didn't have a for my first time i didn't have like a, a freestyle prepared
2: mm. that's something
1: that i think every rapper knows that you should have something in your back pocket in case <laughs> you're ever confronted in case yeah yeah you ever need to drop something on someone you yeah, know? yeah and i didn't have anything and
0: and you weren't prepared
1: yeah and i think that it comes along with a different way of thinking because I wasn't confident enough to think that I would be on the radio. And that's the thing where Russ would be thinking, oh, I know I'm going to be on the radio. Whereas, so like, he's
0: thinking of all these different solutions. Like, oh, I need to come up with this in case I'm in, like, or he already knows that he's going to be on the radio. Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, he, yeah. he's ready because he's saying, I'm going to be on the radio tomorrow. Yeah. Um, You know, in, in his early stages. Or that I deserve, he believed that he deserved to be on the radio already. yeah and whereas i was like oh i have some time to go and just by chance i meet cool people and i get the opportunities from doing those shows so it's like step by step first i got the confidence and idea to go perform um and not worry about the money and then the next step was you know the radio and then um yeah so so i i learned a lot from it not directly um but just i was able to take something from it i guess
0: yeah and I, I think that's a good point that you brought up, like not worrying about the money because I don't know. Yeah. If you focus too much on that, then you'll start thinking more of like about the profit side and like, you won't be thinking about like how much of a good time you're going to have or like, yeah, you know, you're, you're doing it for, because you love to do it. Not because I think Russ even mentioned that in the book too, like do it because you love to do it. Like don't, Yeah
1: exactly he did say that um just never worry about the money with art that's the thing Whether, whether it be painting whether um whether it be crocheting or making cool custom clothing uh don't worry about the money and if you can't like do it out of just the love then maybe you shouldn't be doing it yeah or maybe you need to find something else not to sound like a dick but uh if your heart's not in it then you shouldn't do something like artistic like that
0: because I think essentially, like, like doing what you love to do is, like, bringing you into the present moment and bringing you into, like, that sort of flow state that you want, like, that people achieve doing, like, their craft. Yeah. And if you're able to get paid to do that, like, that would be the ultimate dream and goal for me to do also.
1: Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, it opens up so many doors, too, yeah. because it's a time thing when you have to work a nine to five or whatever hours you work when you have to work a job that's 40 hours a week minimum full time plus driving like the commuting back and forth yeah sometimes overtime for some people even a part-time job is 20-25 hours yeah and that's all time that you could be getting paid to do what you want to do yeah and then you have all that free time to either continue working or to free your mind and learn and better yourself So that ultimately your art gets better anyways. Yeah, dude. So I just, I think that's the goal for everyone to, that's why people get too consumed by the money because they want to monetize and they think if I just made enough money to do this for a living, that I'd be able to, to really knock it out of the park, really do my thing. Yeah. And so they get money hungry and they, they want to skip that step of like all the hard work that you have to put in to get to that point. Yeah. And it ruins the art. It ruins relationships. It ruins their business because, um, the way they treat people or scam people and
2: yeah, yeah,
0: like here, here here's, <laughs> like here, here is why I think um, money. Money can solve problems. Money does solve problems, but it won't make you happy, is because uh, like we all like we. Well, for me personally um you know working the job that we have it's it's good and i'm still living at home um i i don't have any like payments that i have to pay so like i'm essentially making you know like i don't have to worry about money so now it's just finding stuff that i love to do like in my free time Mm -hmm. but like you know even though i'm set like with money and like i can not buy anything i want but like You know, I have, I have the option to do so, like if I really wanted to, um, I don't know if if that makes sense what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But the thing is that like you're set right now and you're, and you're well, but I know that you still probably have to think about the future and you still think about like a house and I know that you probably want to buy a house and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you still have, not that it's stress because you're not pressed to do it right away. Yeah. But it's in the back of your head. And to me, um, I don't want to just say, like, just a statement that money buys happiness. But I think if you're already a happy person, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it can unlock happiness.
0: It adds to your happiness.
1: Yeah. Or just it can allow you to be fully happy. Yeah. Because it can take away those last few things that you stress about that y- you can, mon- uh, not having money can cause stress. I think yeah. everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah. But there's other things in our life that cause stress that we can control on our own. Um, getting upset about small things and stuff like that, that. A lot of times that has nothing to do with money. It's just a mental thing. Yeah. So if you're already in control of all of those other things, I think, the money just sets you over the top, I guess. Or, yeah. it, c- or it can potentially.
0: It can, depending on like your mindset. I yeah. Think.
1: I don't know if a- anyone's made it to the top with money where they're just having a great time because i think money can come with a lot of other distractions that well, can more problems yeah exactly <laughs> um so so i think that that can happen i think that's what usually happens but um i don't know I, i'd like to think of course everyone probably likes to think this but if i had money that i could make myself happy
2: <laughs> yeah
0: so like yeah like you're saying like thinking about the future um yeah i guess what i was trying to say is that i'm like you know in the present moment like yeah i'm pretty you don't much have good. to stress
1: about like the lights shutting off yeah or not having food or like
0: so like very blessed oh yeah um, and knowing that like it's it's essentially on myself to make myself happy not obviously like money yeah you said it solves problems and it it if you have money um it, it you know if you don't have money like you're gonna you have to stress about paying bills and rent but yeah yeah i guess it's on, essentially what i'm trying to say is it's on yourself to create your own happiness
1: yeah i agree yeah. i agree and i think there's probably plenty of people that are really happy that they don't have money and they live paycheck to paycheck but they're happy because they have their family and they yeah, find dude. happiness and things like that
0: yeah man like even seeing videos of kids in schools and in like other countries like they seem happy too yeah like i don't know do you I think don't... it's subjective or do you think do you think it's like um
1: do you like do i think happiness is subjective
0: yeah like hmm, how do i explain it
1: you mean like um their happiness compared to ours yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I I think happiness is happiness. I think they might. It would it would say it would sound um, condescending to say they're naive to the world, and some other countries where they don't have the technology and they don't have the resources um, that we do, but they could be happy with very little, with like having food and just
0: just being ha- happy with what they have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I th- I think it's still happiness and. like i said i don't want to say that it's naive because really i think it's it's beautiful that you can be happy with that little yeah i think it sucks that the way um our civilization is that
2: materialism and like the next thing will buy you happiness
1: we can't be happy without the next iphone without the next whatever it is that you're into you know
0: yeah it's like the consumerism there's a there's a positive side and a negative side yeah like with consumerism like you're you're getting the, the greatest and latest technology but i think it's a form of like you like you're always going to want the next best thing pretty much and i think that's like both positive and negative
1: i'm an introvert and i like to think that um if i had the money that i could get an island or somewhere all alone or just with my family and be happy <laughs> <laughs> Like without, because I wouldn't have to worry about technology because I wouldn't have to, I'd probably have technology to be able to communicate, but I'd obviously get lost behind the, the, the wow. new wave of technology and everything like that.
0: What would you do on the island? Like if you say, if you want a million dollars right now, like what would you do on the island? Like, mm. what, yeah.
1: Depends on, depends on what, what kind of island I could afford. I don't know if I could get an island. Any free. kind of island, dude. Um... <laughs> Like, what, what would I do alone or whatever, If ideally? Yeah, just for fun. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd for sure be hitting the beach. Hey! I'd for sure be hiking all the time, mountain bike riding, down to volcanoes in Hawaii or something like that. Okay. Um, if I could get in an island with a dormant volcano, that'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, like, outdoor sports type stuff. I'm not even super great at sports, but I always did them as a kid, and it's just stuff that I enjoy. Cool yeah
0: yeah yeah the question like if you if money was no option and you like if you had unlimited amounts of money like what would you be doing right now
1: that's literally what I'd be be doing yeah exactly I'd be be not spending any money at all
0: yeah yeah it it would just be having fun huh (laughs) I might get like
1: a really nice surfboard but like it's things that are not at the end of the day not that expensive I, I still wouldn't spend like a bunch of money I would get like a nice one I wouldn't I'm I'm pretty cheap. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to make me happy. Like I spent sixty bucks on this bodyboard like a couple weeks ago, and I've been having the time of my life going out at least like two or three times a week. Dude, just like waves.
0: I've recently like picked up surfing this year, and what I've learned, uh, just being in the water is just so cool. Like
1: it's like calming. Yeah, you, um, you think a lot while you're out there. At least I do. Yeah. Um you feel like you're one with nature. (laughs) It's true. Like the waves crashing over. I don't know if you ever like dive into them.
0: Yeah. Like duck um, dive and like, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, it's refreshing. It feels really nice.
0: Yeah. Just being in the water, like it does feel like you're one with nature, which is really cool.
1: Before this year, I would have been willing to leave California to buy a house somewhere where it's less expensive and I can afford to buy a house sooner rather than later. Um,
0: but, like, the beach, though.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think I could do it now. Yeah. Like, uh, recently when I was in Texas, they have some nice hiking trails and stuff. And it's, of course, everyone knows that it's hot and everything like that. But it, I found, like, nice areas and stuff. Um, but I don't know if I could go without the beach. They have lakes, and lakes are cool. But it's just not the same.
0: Yeah, and, like, the weather, like, California weather is beautiful, like, year-round. Yeah and i even thought like thought about we talked about too investing in real estate uh outside of the california yeah which is i think a good idea but i guess for me like i would want to invest somewhere local um to i guess because it's it's california (laughs) and like prices like people like the demand is not going to stop
1: yeah that's true um but any any emerging markets any anywhere where there's a lot of growth um there's money to be made but just in in itself of having any property just having equity um greater than like a car is is a good thing so that's the point where i'm at whereas that's yeah it might not be the perfect ideal situation but if i can find something where i'm paying a small payment because you know um like where i was looking in el paso it's it's very inexpensive you can get a house for 80,000 to 150,000 really nice um not like a mansion but definitely like standard nice house around here three bedroom two bath yeah nice little yard um they have a lot of rock gardens out there <laughs> but Wait, the
0: rock are like stacking
1: um no like i don't know if it's what it's called but like they don't have like a yard it's like rocks
0: oh okay okay i thought you were talking about like those rocks that people stack oh like... no <laughs> i know <what> you're talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about <laughs> i thought those were like considered rock gardens <laughs>
1: I saw some of those at the beach today. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, there's places that where it's so inexpensive that, you know, and then compared to, like, the difference of money that we make compared to there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then the fact that, like, you know, you're in a fortunate situation where you don't have to pay, like, you don't have a lot of bills. Yeah. Um, you could easily pay off a home that, you know, maybe you get, like, a 30-year loan or even a 15-year loan and pay it off early. And yeah, that makes like sense, if dude. If you were really putting a lot of money towards it, um, maybe 10 years. Yeah. And then you own a $100,000 house, you can sell that and that's a perfect down payment, or you could rent it out. Yeah. And then work on the next house here for yourself. And Definitely. then you'll always have that residual income of like cash flow. The, the rental property. Yeah. And that'll help you to buy another one in the future or just. Um, I've heard someone say that it's it's hard to become a millionaire but once you're a millionaire it's easy to get a couple couple mil the 10 million 50 million whatever it's, it's just
0: learning how to how to um get to that point yeah it's, to become it, a millionaire and then you already know those um not all of them but most habits that create successful millionaires so like yeah. it's easier to make more money
1: i think the brackets are like a hundred thousand dollars a million and then probably like a hundred million yeah and then um at least f- for me where i think it would be difficult to make like the jump yeah um
0: oh like it's the next like the next stage of making i want to make a hundred
1: yeah. um just where i think it's it's like a challenging leap because i think yeah. if you if you have a hundred bucks you can get 200 bucks pretty easily yeah not like that it's that easy but you can or that you can save up that much um and I think for a lot of people, 10,000 maybe is a good goal or 5,000 to start.
0: Okay. So like a good point uh, to make, it would be cool, t- um, at least in school for, to be taught that mindset of, um, buying assets rather than buying liabilities. Cause people like buy, um, I guess like liabilities, like cars or like, sh- like shoes or, um, So like that sort of mindset, I think um, needs like it needs to be taught more. I think in schools, which
1: I I think you could go a lot further and say that just finance in general needs to be taught. Finance. I I think it would be cool to excel it to that level, where we're really giving more clear, guided advice. But I think even more basic stuff like um, how credit works—that too, dude—I think a lot of people don't understand how effed up your credit can get in such a short period of time if you're not taking care of it yeah and it's lasting damage seven years ten years whatever
0: yeah and it Um, it really messed because credit is very important because like like i've learned too that um you can't like buy you can't buy shit like if you really need a car or something like it's it's harder to get a car like you know if you're on your own or um yeah, credit is very important
1: <laughs> yeah or if you get a car like say you have a car um you're given a car when you're 18 or whatever which i think is pretty common for a lot of people not everyone obviously yeah um i bought my first car from my parents but say you're given a car and it breaks down and you don't know what to do i think a lot of people they don't have credit and they're forced they push through getting a car with like a, a co mm-hmm and I think it's dangerous because they can mess up their parent or whoever co-signs credit um, because they don't feel the weight of the gravity of the situation. Yes, it's their car, but it's their first line of credit. They haven't had a credit card. They haven't had to make consistent large payments like that. Yeah, um, Because a car payment's usually the first one. And then on top of that, say someone's 18 working part-time trying to go to school and then they have a car payment and then um, they have their gas, they have maybe their phone bill. Um, just small things like that add up and people are struggling when you're in college you're supposed to be focusing on school and everything and they're already stressing about real adult shit like paying their so, bills going to school
0: full-time and then you know we're probably picking up a job like a part-time job or i've seen people work full-time jobs
1: yeah and i, I think that's cool don't get me wrong i think yeah. people should work at that age uh, maybe not that they should have to but i think they should probably want to at that point earn some money for Mm themselves but I think that they should have been taught that maybe a lot of people work in high school or right out of high school and college that they should save their money instead of going out and spending money on food and eating out things that grow really quickly and you end up spending hundreds of dollars a month especially a lot of young people
0: like five dollars like for a meal a day five times a week that's like that's yeah it adds up
1: yeah. That's twenty five bucks and that's a hundred a month. Hundred a month, yeah. And that's not a lot. Five dollars? Well what are you gonna get with five bucks? You know, that's uh, like a bon dollar ass. menu. <laughs> How, what happened? <laughs> that's like dollar menu stuff or you're like, or like no, chipotle fries no and a drink.
0: Bro, Chipotle, seven dollar uh bowls, they fill you up.
1: <laughs> that's, that's seven.
0: Yeah, no, I know, but
1: that's marked up forty percent. Forty percent over budget.
0: Yeah, it's all good, dude. <laughs> it's but, worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. Um Yeah, like, I'm very grateful to have um, my grandpa, because like, working, um, like, I've always wanted to support myself, uh, because growing up, my parents, I've seen them struggle, and, you know, I didn't want to put the burden on them to have them support me, so, you know, I got a job at 16, which is, I guess, kind of young, Um, I know people work younger, but, um yeah and i'm very grateful to have worked a very hard job because it teaches me to be grateful for um i guess the jobs that are sort of easier and i don't know it just teaches you how like the the value of a dollar
1: definitely Yeah, yeah. yeah that's one thing uh i myself i'm also glad i started working uh 15 and a half 16 around the same time yeah and um but again, I didn't really understand or appreciate the value of money, and I would spend it on stupid things that I didn't need to. I would go buy snacks or uh, eat out just because I thought it was, I felt cool or I felt independent, I guess. I mm-hmm. got a sense of independence from going to get frozen yogurt or coffee by myself.
0: That's a good, um, like, don't get me wrong, that's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a good feeling.
1: But I, I think I could have done it a lot less. Instead of trying to do it every day after school or every day on the work, show up with the coffee and like just small things like that feel so cool when you're younger. Yeah. And like, um, you want to drive a car and sh- pull up in a car to work. Yeah. Like things like that make a world of difference. To Bro, UK.
0: pulling up, a, pulling up, pulling up in a car at school was oh, probably like the ultimate right? <laughs> like a, a good, a flex.
1: Hell yeah. I never got to do that. Nah. My, I had my permit like right when I was 15 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mom wouldn't let me get my license. Oh, same, dude. <laughs> I think she didn't want me on her. In- she would say she didn't want me on her insurance, but I think it was like a control thing. I think she mm. thought I'd be taken off and like oh, okay. wanted to leave all the time.
0: Like, did you? You didn't do drivers ed or anything? Like, you didn't do drivers? Yeah, yeah, ed, I did. did. I, I had just...
1: my, I had my certificate and everything. I was like, I literally could have gotten my license, but yeah. my, your parents have to sign a paper. Oh and, no like, way! I wanted to forge it and just get it myself, but yeah. I was like, well, what's the point? I'm, how am I gonna drive? Or I, I like really considered like buying a car and just parking it around the corner from my house <laughs> and just just driving it whenever and yeah. even then when um they they kind of picked out a car for me and I ended up buying it from them mm-hmm. um before I had my license before I was 18 because I, I wasn't allowed to get it till like the day I turned 18 same um I would be driving it when my parents were not home I would take it out because I had the keys and I, I remember it was stick shift, and they were teaching me stick. And, like, before I really could even <laughs> drive stick comfortably, um, I would take it out, like, to practice and just around the block or whatever. <laughs> and then I got, like, stalled one time, and I got real scared, and I couldn't, like, start it again. Yeah. I was panicking. And um, I ended up starting it and driving it home. And, like, I chilled out for, like, a couple weeks. Were you it. panicking? Like Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of cops in the area. Oh, shit. Um, I lived on... Um, over Indiana, across the street from Pacifica. Yeah. Like where the cops on the motorcycle chill on the the sidewalk right there. Where at? Um, across the street from Pacifica. Oh, right like there. Okay, motorcycle yeah. Motorcycle yeah. cops that camp right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived on that street right there. Okay. Um. So yeah, super worried, and then I didn't do it for a little while, and then I I got more comfortable and better at driving. Yeah. um The stick shift, and then I would just drive it around. Yeah. And like sometimes family, friends, and stuff would see me. Um, like for people from church, but they would see me drive to church, but my parents would be in the passenger seat. So I think a lot of people assumed I had my license because I was always driving since I was like 16 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think people just second guessed why doesn't he drive alone? Cause my family's just with me sometimes. Yeah. So like I saw people and I was like real nervous that they're going to say something and rat me out and they didn't even know it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a funny story about like driving stick shift so um driving stick shift i guess for me uh, cuz i was into cars and like tuner cars and um growing up playing need for speed like stick shift was oh, yeah. the shit to drive yeah and i guess my family never had a stick shift car um growing up so when i got my license <laughs> to learn I went to the dealership and I <laughs> I test drove a stick shift car, <laughs> and I did not know how to drive stick shift, bro.
1: Really? They I did let you do that?
0: Well, like, the, like I said that I <laughs> knew how to drive stick shift, but I did not. Yeah. So like, the first test drive, I drove a a, a, a Honda Genesis.
1: And you, and you did it like flawlessly or what? Not
0: flawlessly, but like, the guy was like, "Oh, sh- do you know what you're doing?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, like playing it off cool." Yeah and uh yeah like it wasn't bad i didn't stall or anything but it was definitely a
1: little shaky a right? little shaky i mean just the fact that you were able to like drive on your first try doing stick shift yeah that's, I, that's incredible i watched takes, like a, a lot of videos, like, videos beforehand oh okay
0: yeah like to make sure like i definitely like got it down like
1: i don't know if you've ever used the sewing machine with the pedal no. But it's very similar to a clutch, like, getting the right... Um, oh, no way? Pressure. Like Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That's um, tight. My uncle owns a sewing shop. They make, like, uh, canvas covers for boats. Yeah, yeah. And I worked there for a while, and he was, like, trying to teach me how to do the sewing wheel. But it, it was, like, driving... A, it was when I was learning to drive stick shift, too, and it was, like, you have to get that perfect amount. Oh, okay. And kind of, like, when you're taking off the clutch, like, you don't want to... Um,
0: like burn the, you don't want to burn the clutch yeah. yeah yeah
1: and it's second nature to anyone that drives stick shift but i think the first time for a lot of people yeah.
0: it's very hard to get that concept down of like yeah not burning the clutch and like shifting gears the and- rhythm
1: of doing it together and sh- shifting was always easy for me it was just more starting off from yeah a, from a complete stop yeah if you if you're doing like a rolling stop then it's not too bad because you're not going to out.
0: Yeah and then um and then I guess that same concept goes to motorcycles also yeah so it's it's cool like it's cool just how that transfers over
1: yeah it's cool that you got to do that something that you know you wanted to do and you just went out there and taught yourself that's pretty sick
0: I guess like I I mentioned this in um the podcast that I did with um Eddie is that I love throwing myself into situations where I don't know how to do something and i like overcoming the obstacles like while i'm in the process of doing stuff yeah that's cool and i think like that's um where i find my enjoyment and um and and overcoming stuff i love doing
1: would you agree that that's pretty like rare among uh, other people
0: Mm, would i agree uh yeah, because I think a lot of people um, they they play it safe, and I think there's also like like you said a balance between you know just f- like throwing yourself into the fire and not having a specific goal, but also having a goal also, if that makes sense. Like just finding that balance between both.
1: Yeah, I got you.
0: Yeah but it's it, it's cool
1: yeah i just keep noticing that you have the travis scott reese's puff cereal
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna keep those there and then um you know all, all the inspiration that i have like shout out to logic like incredible true story probably one of my favorite albums yeah nostalgia ultra K cutty um books that i have yet to read
1: I was going to ask that too if you'd yeah. read them all and if you look at them just like as reminders of what you learned or if it's um, like a mix.
0: Um. Well, like I keep those there as a reminder but also to know that there's more out there to learn. Mm-hmm. So like that, yeah, they're there to just remind myself that they're, you know, to keep learning and to keep growing. Yeah. Yeah. They're not just there because it's a bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. <laughs> but then also like I need to have that balance of like, i'm gonna stop buying books really for now until i read oh yeah because like i have i have this thing where i'll see a book and i'm like oh shit this is really dope so i'll cop it
1: yeah me too bro yeah (laughs) (laughs) me too it's a problem um it it shows that like we want to read and we really we're trying to but it's hard to get down i don't know how your routine is with reading uh do you read like every day Or, Um, or try to
0: i try to like on my days off i don't because i'm doing um stuff that i can't do at work yeah but um i try to read like five days a week
1: for how long a day
0: um i don't have like a certain time limit but um however like i'm feeling like if i want to if i if it's really interesting to me i'll keep reading but if i can't get into it then um yeah i'll just stop reading and i'll do okay. Else.
1: yeah okay do you think um see like I, I want to read every day i haven't been doing it, doing it lately when i was on track doing it um it got to the point where i started off maybe a week or two doing it every day and then it dropped down to like three days a week
2: okay
0: um,
1: does that happen for you, you <laughs>
0: yeah like... that happens to me like i guess the these past couple months actually i just wasn't reading
1: But it's crazy how that doesn't stop us from seeing something and being like, oh, I need to learn this. Exactly, dude. It's like we know that we want to take in the information. It's just the amount of time. Yeah. That's where I feel like um, audiobooks might be able to help me. But at the same time, like a lot of the times when I'm listening to music, it's kind of working because I make music. Mm. So I'm either listening to my stuff and critiquing it. I'm listening to other um, music just to see – what's going on with other people's like new music whether it be friends or whether it be mainstream stuff um a lot of it's almost like market research i guess
2: oh okay
0: yeah yeah like just keeping up like or yeah. not keeping up but like staying like staying up to staying up to date, up to what's date. What's exactly on. yeah yeah
1: and then two, uh like per- before a performance for a week or two i have to like listen to all the songs that i'm going to perform and uh re-memorize them uh, I'm actually, I'm really shy and bad in front of people and like with microphones and stuff. I was really good uh, when I was a kid, doing presentations in school. Mm-hmm. But for some, for whatever reason, as I've grown older, I've gotten like stage fright yeah. and do you think a little it's, bit of anxiety.
0: Do you think it's more like self-conscious or do you think it's like more of like, what do you think that is?
1: Mm, it could be. Uh, I've always been self-conscious though, so I'm not really sure. Um, like... Uh,
0: thinking about like how other people will perceive you or like thinking about um, mm. like yeah, if you'll mess up and like if you'll the, the, not the, remember your bars or like
1: part, part of it is definitely that but part of it is just like you you see how um, performances are for like when you go to a concert of someone that you like that's a mainstream artist or relatively big artist even yeah, the crowd goes wild everyone knows the songs everyone chants it can be kind of nerve-wracking to perform where like maybe your friends and family are there a few people are like yeah this is cool Mm -hmm. but overall like it's quiet it's crickets you're performing and then or sometimes i'll I'll get performances booked where i'm not like not that i'm not the main artist performing um because i'm usually not yeah but that there's other stuff going on yeah it's an event like um not i haven't performed at the farmer's market but say the farmer's market there's all these different booths and people are walking around yeah and i'm not like the center of attention
0: oh okay so it's that that's probably what it is and like
1: and that okay. makes it so much harder because you're like asking for attention or kind of trying to demand it and then when people aren't paying attention it's like a psychological thing and uh, that's where you get self-conscious because you're like you're just performing for no one and that's where the delusional confidence and the rest type thing co- kicks in. Because I have friends that are like, they feel themselves in their music so much yeah. that they're like, "Hell yeah!" and they're rocking out and doing their thing. And like, that's what activates the crowd and makes the crowd like it. Because yeah, because yeah. they're like, "Oh, look at because if you believe in yourself, vibing, you know."
0: Yeah, it's like you, if you believe in yourself, then you know, it's more, it's it's easier for people to like vibe out with you.
1: Definitely, especially yeah, if yeah. the music's good. Yeah. Um, so it's a mixture of that and then a mixture of sometimes I feel like I'm unprepared and I think that's just, I think I need more preparation than the normal person. Yeah. Because I've always been really bad at memorizing lyrics. Um, for songs that I like, I would have to like print out the lyrics and read them over and over and over or watch lyric videos. Okay. And, um, there were a few that I liked, but like the one or two that I liked growing up, I would probably took me weeks to memorize a song. Yeah. Where I have friends that can listen to a whole song and, like, almost spit it back. Or they can give them a day and they have it memorized. Yeah. So to memorize a whole catalog of, like, five to ten songs, like, for a performance, uh, it's a lot of work for me. Yeah. And then remembering the order and then on top of the nerves of the people, um, it can be kind of overwhelming.
0: Mmm. I've never performed on a stage or... Um, But I just have this idea that, you know, when you're at a show, I think people are there to feel something like they're there to either vibe out or they're there to, I guess, I guess feel something. And I think that, I don't know, like if you bring that energy, if you bring that sort of, I don't know, if you like connect with the audience, I think that's like, yeah, you know,
1: yeah. The, there's definitely and, and i've seen examples of that like um there's this guy hans einstein yeah i believe he's from ventura and he like demands your attention with you his know performance how to, like, he's theatrical yeah, yeah yeah he he marches around and he's spitting bars but like funny stuff and like intellectual it really catches your attention yeah and then he'll sit down and he'll he'll make choruses where you're inviting the audience to chime in and getting them to chant along. Yeah, yeah. And it's all stuff that I'm missing, that I need to do. Yeah. But it's not really a part of my artistic process to make stuff it's, it's like not that. Y- it's not you. So it's finding my own way to get everyone feeling what I'm feeling.
0: And that makes sense. Yeah. yeah that, it, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and that's where I try to avoid inspiration because... I think this dude is so dope, he's he's an awesome artist, but I don't want to copy him.
0: You want to be authentic- authentically yourself.
1: Yeah, I don't want to do the same, not antics, but have the same persona that he does on stage. Yeah. Um, because he's doing him. He's doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. and that's just not me. And I, that's where I feel sometimes uncomfortable in the entertainment space or music industry. Um, because I'm not that much of an outgoing person. And because I'm kind of excluded i like to um not be the center of attention so it makes it difficult to go and perform and to want people to like not to want them but to really incite them to like feel the music and vibe out and dance or jump up and shout whatever yeah um when i'm like a timid person so
2: yeah this is
1: challenges that i face as an artist everyone has their own set of things no yeah and i think a lot of people probably face this um
0: like it's Especially good that new performers you know it's like good that you know that you know those
1: oh yeah definitely
0: it's it's, it's something that i can work on yeah something that you could work on and it's something that
1: i need to work on but i don't because i'd rather make new music and vent and I, I have a lot sorry i have a lot of things um to get off my chest sometimes so i focus more on making music than performing it and then it's counterproductive to me um doing shows and all that stuff so so
0: would you want to do you see yourself doing more shows or like do you see yourself performing more or like or or do you want to just like make more music and just like i don't know what's your plan for that
1: uh ideally what i'd like to do is really really focus and tighten down and like after this project that i put out what i what i plan to do is make a couple singles here and there but Take a couple years, take two years to make an album. Yeah, yeah. And really take the time, and I'll do shows of my old songs in between or of the singles. But um, to really grow as an artist, like really have the time to make songs that I don't like.
2: That to, not, you don't like?
1: to not feel like I have to put every song that I make out. Okay. Uh, to not be rushed on time, like, oh, I haven't dropped a song in a month. Uh, because that's what things new artists like that are trying to make it. Uh, or they make... be able to monetize their stuff, they have to think about consistency. Mm-hmm. They have to think about um, supplying the fan base with content. Yeah. So if you're not doing that, then you're going to lose your fan base. Mm-hmm. But I, I need to grow a fan base big enough where I can take a leave and I can entertain them with other stuff or music videos of my old content. Yeah. Um, It's just a huge balancing act, basically. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, so like... So you can you know have that creative freedom for yourself and like so that you can do what may do and make what you really want to make without having to um, just you just want to be really authentic.
1: Yeah, and I, I think yeah a result of that will be me creating a project that by the time it's done that I'll have memorized. Yeah, because I'll like it so much. I'll be feeling it so much. I'll want to practice it so much to perfect it to perfect like the record the actual recording of it yeah that um i'll have it memorized when i'm recording it hopefully yeah um like maybe redo it a couple times just to really get the songs the way that i want perfectly yeah which is something that i haven't been doing i i record it some some songs i won't take them Mm -hmm. and people brag about that and i think it sucks you think it sucks yeah because it's just me being a lazy ass and being content with the first piece of shit that i put out (laughs) that's how i feel yeah yeah. it's uh it's half-assing it and a lot of people it's like a prideful thing where they feel like they they have to do that or that's the thing to do but it's really not because music you want to invoke emotion and you want to um really express yourself and i feel like it's it can be done but it's extremely difficult to do that on the first take Mm. um and without even without cutting in a couple times and um um i I don't think everything has to be a one take either for yeah. recordings i think you should be able to one take your piece but um i don't know i, th- I think part of the art of recording is a lot different than live performing
0: yeah or um, like if they do like a, well that is that's a thing right like in singles and stuff like will artists pronounce that it's a one take like they'll say like oh this is a one take or like
1: no but it's more of like like an instagram flex type thing or things that people will say like there's rumors or i don't know if it's rumor if it's just a fact that like uh i think jay-z that i don't think that he freestyles but that he memorizes every he doesn't write anything down
0: i think that's Lil wayne also Uh,
1: yeah yeah Lil wayne as well yeah but that they they don't write it i think I had heard rumors that Lil Wayne freestyles everything. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I don't think that's true. I think he just doesn't write anything down and he forms it in his mind and he's able to like... Remember it. Yeah, almost maybe like a photographic memory type thing where he's popping through all the words. Yeah. Uh, I could never do that or unless maybe if I had some training on how to do that, maybe I'd be able to. But I can't, so I can't even imagine the process on that. Yeah. Because it's so different from what I do yeah but that's like um it's not something that i don't think for for years i don't think he said anything about it because that was just his process mm-hmm. but it's a thing where nowadays when someone hears oh like Lil wayne doesn't write any of his stuff and then who wants to be the next one to do that because yeah. that's the new standard and people think oh well, i one take mine um,
0: kind of like following trends or like you think it's a trend or do you think it's because i think it's cool like doing a one take like
1: I think it's cool, but think, like to
0: flex it, like <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know. <laughs> it's cool if it comes out the way that you want it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's really hard to, and maybe it's just me, but re- really hard to get a perfect like first take, especially mm, yeah, uh, yeah, a one take. Like there are songs that are slower. There are songs that don't require a lot of energy. But if you're trying to put a lot of energy, that in, makes like, sense. Aggressiveness and do a song which is like more hip hop based or what What I come from? Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 Then, um, it, 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 it's hard to get it all, like all the emotion, all the, the breaths without like running out of breath and it sounding like, just not, not as clear and not as good. Yeah. Uh, it takes away from the production value, I guess, or it can.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to end it, but we can end it. Uh, thank you for sure we can this is definitely not the last one (laughs) yeah oh yeah um top flight are you still doing the the show
1: um yeah so it's called flight fest and uh we are still planning on doing it we still are in contact with the venue we're still in contact with the sound guy with um most of the artists i believe are still on we just have to wait until we can actually confirm a new date because things are still not really allowed to open up as far as Dorona. shows at that capacity. Yeah, um, some restaurants are open and stuff, so people may be thinking, oh, why aren't you doing it? But the reality of the situation is that the amount of people that we're trying to get into this, like, somewhat crowded space would not be a safe or a good idea.
0: Yeah, so we're just going just to wait it out and...
1: Yeah, wait it out. Um, as soon as we're clear to go and the venue, you know, wants to let us back in, we're we're ready to hop on and get it going.
0: Yeah. So like, if you want to stay updated, just follow Ty.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, T Y Fighter eight zero five on Instagram. Also, Top Flight Records on Instagram uh, for updates on Flight Fest.
0: All right. That's it.